There we go. We're, we're, uh, we're rolling, dog. What's up, man? What's up, bro? So, uh, do you want to introduce yourself? I think you should introduce yourself because you're a man of no, you're a man of just no introduction. Go ahead. Roger. I'm Roger. How's it going, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, dog? Um, uh, how, how was your day, man? What'd you do today? Straight, you know, some Chipotle and the yeah. gym and a documentary about rock climbing. Yeah. So, you know, you said you were, uh, you went rock climbing yesterday. Now, we were just bullshitting a little bit before. Um, are you actually, are you trying to get serious in rock climbing? You're just doing it for fun? What, like, you know, you just wanted to test the water, see what it was like? We've done it in the past, 100% for fun. And Randy's in town, my brother, he's also right next to me. So. Present. Yeah. Are you present? I'm present. Present. Oh, and he wanted to do some rock climbing. So. Okay. Um, why, now do you, have you been rock climbing before? Or yeah. Is it your first time? No, this was my first time. Um, yeah, we went 2012. That was fun. And then... Nine years ago. Nine years ago. Nine years ago but damn, that's nine years ago. I graduated nine... Because I graduated in 2012. Yeah. That's depressing, dog. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, after that, after we went... I just... I've gone urban exploring and climbing. So, like, I've climbed billboards and shit just at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning just being an idiot. Just doing it for fun? Yeah, just for fun. So I've always liked climbing shit. So when I was in... When I got here, I was like... I know what we could do for an adventure. Right. Now, how long you been? Been what? In town? Yeah. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> how long are you in? Oh, how, how, how I long have you been in the rock climb? Which which is, I guess nine years. <laughs> I thought you said, how long have you been? And I was like, been what? Um, no, I got here, what was it, the 15th of March. Okay. I'm staying until like May 1st. So. Now, you said you uh, doing uh, rock climbing and like in the earth, are you doing, what's that, is it parkour? Yeah, you ever fuck around parkour? Not seriously. That's a, not seriously? No, like the office. <laughs> yeah, exactly, doing office style parkour around your living room and shit? Yeah, no, I wanted to, but I always felt like I'd tear my ACL or some shit, so. That is a fear. That's yeah, <laughs> like, that's why I didn't go snowboarding, I worked yeah. at a ski resort, and that's three passes and I never went, because I was like, I'm going to something or tear something. Yeah, tearing my ACL is a daily fear. Like, bro, when I'm getting out of the shower, I, I, I'm scared sometimes I'm going to tear my ACL. Don't you feel like that's something as you get older? Yeah. Fear of the consequences of yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, you're 16 years old, you jump out of a 20-foot tree. Yeah. You're like, bro, I did that. Yeah. You're 25, you don't want to get out of like, bed too quick. I, I break the bone, I don't work. I don't work, I don't eat. That's the a, that's a consequences of being an adult. Um, now, Roger, you know, uh, getting into the gym, dog, how long have you been working out? Consistently this time around, about five years. Consistently this time, five years. Now you're 29, right? 28. 29 in July. 29 in July, that's right, that's right. Yeah, your birthday's right before mine, yeah. and then it's mine, and then Bryce's birthday. Yeah, but I remember that. We had, listen, bro, I remember all the conversations we had. Um, so, now, do you have any weird fears of injuries ever in the gym? I mean, that was just kind of a brought up, but are you ever like worried that, you know, what you're doing, could, uh, injuries, are you, what's your injury prevention? I mean, I guess I should say. I mean, you look at Larry Wheel's video the other day. Oh, that chest video? Yeah. Yo, that shit was And nasty. then every incline movement you do from there on out is like, fun, <laughs> you've yeah. seen those memes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't incline bench anyway as it yeah. is. Like, I think the last time I inclined bench, I did maybe 225. So like, I've never been a, but I always use dumbbells. I definitely say, when I was chasing numbers, you're more aware of, hey, I'm yeah. pushing the limit. 
Right. Now I've taken weight back tremendously. So. Right. Now you're a, a better lack of words getting shredded as fuck for summertime. Just to do it. Just to do it, yeah. Well, I mean, summertime, me. but just to do yeah, it, yeah. Me. And uh, I, I admire that goal. In fact, I admire that goal so much, I made it a competition in my head. Um, so uh, I appreciate that. It gave me something to look forward to. As long as you don't kill yourself. No, I won't kill myself. I, I, I'm not letting the voices talk. <laughs> I'm not letting the voices talk too much. They're just talking a little bit just to keep that competitive edge. Because, yeah. like, you know, um, to be honest with you, bro, I... I think making things competitive is fun, but I, I, before, especially when I was younger, I always took it too far, but I think now that I've aged a little bit, like, I can still take it too far, but I think I can back, reel it back a little bit when I need to, you know what I mean? You need competition. You do. I think you need competition to stay alive. It's, a, it's almost like a, a... A driving force. Yeah. For evolution. Yeah. We were rock climbing yesterday. Normal people are in there having a good time and fun. Right. What do me and Randy do? Have a competition. We start comp. Uh, how, how fast can you get to the top on every fucking climb you can do? Yeah. And everyone's just watching us like, what are these two guys doing? Well, it is what it is, bro. Now, um, climbing's in the Olympics now. Are you excited? For, are you gonna get into like watching climbing in the Olympics? I'm sure Randy will send me videos. Or uh, are you gonna get into it, Doug? Like watching it? Yeah. Yeah, probably. I've watched the Olympics one time in my life. Ever? Ever. Ever. I don't give a fuck about it, the Olympics. And it was gymnastics. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it was uh, when Michael Phelps was just fucking wrecking everybody. That was the only time I watched the Olympics. Because, like, you're, you're weeded. Yeah, yeah, bro. I didn't know. Yeah, but, yeah bro. I, was, I think it was about 2008, 2012 when he won it. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So, Nothing but I never gave a fuck about the Olympics. No. But you, you, you watch college basketball? No. You don't? No. Damn, that's going to be a boring conversation, though. What? Well, we can talk. No, I know. I was just going to bring up the March Madness, but you don't watch it. And you're in the climbing, so I know you don't watch it. <laughs> no, I mean, we used to play. We used to watch basketball heavily. Um, yeah. But... Then you stopped growing. No, I feel like it's getting big. And then, yeah, and everybody else point. is six foot five, and you're like and five foot eight, five foot nine. I feel yeah. that, dog. That's my, that's my life story. So I was a band geek growing up. Now, are you going to get back into lifting? Yeah, definitely. Are you? Yeah. Um, no, I, I guess you didn't stop, but like... I don't well, know. I did. I did because, let's see, July of 2020 is when I moved to Portland. Yeah. But I was still working at this resort, and they had a gym <clears throat> in Idaho. I was going pretty much every day yeah. doing the same split as when I was here. Um, and then when we moved to Portland everything was still shut down right. because of COVID yeah so for like the last six seven months I haven't been doing anything right but coming back here and lifting with Roger is obviously like got uh, it back yeah, into yeah. right right now can I ask you a serious question yeah um, as you know Oregon decriminalized all drugs have yes. you had any instinct to smoke crack since they decriminalized everything honestly a little bit okay but I think I had that thought prior okay i think so, everyone has been curious okay so you so going on record then legalize or then decriminalizing it did not make you want to smoke crack anymore no okay so we should just decriminalize all drugs yes what do you think roger you're a cop now <laughs> <laughs> not to put you on the spot but but um you know I am curious about your opinion when it comes to drugs. Like, you know, we because we, we kind of bullshit sometimes back and forth about things. Um, where do you fall when it comes to the war on drugs? Like, 
I mean, you know what I mean? Like, what do, you, what do you think? Can you voice that opinion as a cop? I mean, yeah, you can. It would have been a lot easier if we didn't just announce it um, what? on a podcast. But, the, what? My profession, the job that I do. I mean, people know you're. Yeah. I respect it. I respect you as a person. Yeah. No, no. So, let's talk about marijuana. Let's start there. Yeah, let's start with marijuana. I have had no negative interactions or crimes that have occurred based on marijuana. Right. Um, I think alcohol is worse than marijuana. Okay. All right. DUIs are far more deadly under the influence of alcohol than marijuana. No, can um, I ask you a question real quick? Yeah. On average, how many DUIs do you come across in a month? Me like personally? Yeah. I don't well, no, yeah, it's true. You don't work nights. Um, you have DUIs during the day, but... But you don't really get them a lot, though? No, usually during holidays and stuff. Okay. So how, then how many DUIs do you, does your, uh, does the opposite shift that you come across? Because I know y'all are splitting two shifts. Yeah. Uh, it all depends. You have certain people who hunt DUIs. So right. when you're hunting DUIs, you're gonna those guys will come two, three a night. Really? Yeah. It's, wow. it's easy if you're looking for it and you want to. Right. I mean, alcohol is pretty prevalent. Right. And if you sit outside of a bar down the street, you're going to catch it because it's kind of normal in America. Yeah. Um, The costs of DUIs are astronomical, but um, hard drugs, cocaine, heroin, meth, there's definitely something to be said. Right. Um, I usually take the approach for most times. I mean, I can't express too much of my personal political views. Yeah, but um, Narcan is not necessarily, it is a lifesaver, but I think it damages society more than it helps. Okay. Um, because, hey, I pushed the limits to X today. Okay. And guess what? They all saved me. Right. So next time, let's push it to Y. Let's see how far we can go until, you know, it, be- it becomes a social burden. Because of Narcan. Now, do you really think that that um, do you think when people are saved by Narcan when they're when most they're departments, by the way, do not carry Narcan? Right. Oh, so it's it's usually the EMS. Usually right? EMS. Yeah. So when when um, when you come across a individual who is uh, potentially ODing on heroin, um, and yes, you're doing CPR and everything. Um, whenever the EMT gets there and they hit that Narcan into them and they're hanging on dear life, do you think the fault occurs to um, them that they should see how much more high they can get until they don't come back or do you think sometimes it's a wake-up call to where like um, they, they, they're still probably going to use heroin because I mean it's unfortunately a drug that gets a hold of people's souls and won't let go or but do you think it kind of helps them realize that like all of this could end tomorrow because of my addiction I'd say 90% of the abusers They'll continue to use. They'll continue to use. Um, I've literally brought people back to life in scenarios where their two-year-old daughter just found them in the bathroom, passed out. I ran CPR for four or five minutes before EMS gets there because EMS is familiar with an address. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like so they're not struggling. And then, I'm ha- then I'm having a conversation with the guy coming back to it while we we're at the hospital, like, bro, your fucking kid's right there. Yeah. Okay. And we'll be back out at that address again. Right. So, um, again, I don't know what the solution is with it. Well, the reason why I ask you this is because 
when I ask, when I ask, and I don't. But that's why I mentioned our game. Right. If you keep correcting the right. behavior, it's going to continue. Right. Well, the reason why I, I, I'm interested in your opinion is because you obviously see it from a different perspective as the everyday average Joe who's just witnessing it because there's a, like a, a crackhead on the side of the street asking for money. You're actually going in the situations several times a day, maybe at least several times a week where you're witnessing these drugs cause these situations. Um, and you know, so it's easy for the people who are out there every day, maybe seeing one or two crackheads on the street um, asking for money, to say we should decriminalize drugs than it is for someone who sees it every day on the. You know what I mean? So that's well, why I just wanted so, to kind so, of see what you're. So is. on that point, I'd argue that the average Joe is not aware of how rampant drugs are. Right. In any community. Correct. Uh, even even well-to-do communities, there's drugs. You know, what I'm saying that cocaine. Oh, you, you can go to our gym and find. Oh, out of, out of seven people, 100 people, 80 of them are on drugs. Pretty Some weird. kind of... It's pretty weird, right? Caffeine. Caffeine technically is a drug. You know what so, I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but, we, but no, no. So where I was going to go at with that is I think, and I, I, I try to filter my thoughts a little bit for profe- professional reasons, but... If somebody, I'll go off base for a little bit. Mental health. Mm-hmm. I believe mental health is a very serious issue. I believe suicide, depression, and all of that's very serious. I will also say multiple scenarios where law enforcement, or let's look at the local state government. The local state government, in the form of law enforcement, should not necessarily be responding to an individual who wants to end their life with a gun. Right. Pending, nobody else is in the house or the, wherever they're at. Is it illegal to kill yourself? The last time I checked, it is not illegal. Yeah, that's a moral to, 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 That's a moral no. obligation that um, policymakers say the state, city, local governments take responsibility for. Right. But there are multiple times where we get into standoff positions. Right. And then we back it down because departments don't want liability because Joe wants to take his life right. and he's going to use us to do it. Right. So, so you know, in the terms of training, you, you do get those scenarios where hey, at the end of the day, no one else is in danger if he wants to do it. Yeah. We're not going to be the ones to Suicide do it for him. Cop is We're not, not going to be the situation. ones to do it for him. Yeah. So if you take that same perspective and you take it to drugs, right. <clears throat> if you're going to use a heavy narcotics so far that it's going to kill you, why do we take so much liability for them? So in that essence, I can't speak on Portland or Washington or Toronto area or parts of Canada or Europe who have um, heroin uh, locations. Mm-hmm. But hey, why not? I've done research on it myself, recreationally. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not delving da- deep into a topic, but there is something to be said. If you're going to abuse a drug, a natural forming substance or something that's been around longer than standard society is now, mm-hmm. find a way to regulate it, tax it, and get big, give it back. Right. I mean, you look at the benefits of marijuana in Colorado. Right. You look at the decriminalization of heavy narcotics elsewhere in the world right. where you actually see, or how about we don't treat the narcotics? We treat the mental, physical, and other issues why people use narcotics. Okay. 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I will say, for the vast majority of America, if you just turn on the internet or YouTube, it is a joke, the mental health facilities that exist. Yeah. And the legislation that is in place to correct it. A Baker Act, depending on the facility, is not a 72-hour hold. Right. And other states call it other things, but if the facility is overrun or they have too many patients in beds and they say, oh, we're an accepting facility, but we don't accept, and every facility is like that, what's going to happen? They're, they're going to bring them in there for two hours, write them a script for something, medicate them something, and they're back. the same guy that was trying to jump off of a bridge three hours ago, we're getting a call to go back out in eight hours. Yeah. And then you also have the faint of people understand what it takes to get Baker acting. Right. So a hurricane comes, or a big storm, or it's cold outside. Yeah. And I'm obviously talking about transient or homeless populations where now everyone wants to get Baker acting. I want to kill myself. Yeah. You have no intent or no means to do so. I'm sorry, but there are cold weather shelters. There are emergency weather shelters. Right. I'll drive you to it. Right. But, or, hey, the rest of the city is blowing up right now, so I will point you in the right direction. You know, so um, it's interesting. But, Randy, what I asked you the other day on that same topic, how many needles have you seen in Portland, Oregon on the streets that they talk about in the media? I've never seen one just laying around. I see the, the homeless people who predominantly use, mm-hmm. but... I've that's never everywhere. just seen that's everywhere, yeah, exactly. Right. Any any metropolitan area is gonna have that. Um, but I've just never seen a needle. Um, there was a funny thing that happened to one of my friends. They were just driving and stopped at a red light and this disheveled guy came up and was like, Do you wanna buy a crack pipe? And she was like she was like, No and then she gets to the apartment and starts telling us the story and I was like you should have bought that for whatever three, four bucks yeah. and then flipped it for like 80 bucks to someone else who wanted it. But that's just the way I think. Um, that's what I would Yeah, yeah. Just take the crack pipe. It's yeah. decriminalized anyways. Yeah. yeah I <laughs> uh, <laughs> want to jump for it, bro. Plus, what if I want to smoke crack later, dog? <laughs> no, I want to smoke crack. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, just my opinion on this whole conversation is very similar to Roger's. It's like, if you, if you want to do it to that extent, who am I to stop you? It's like, you, you want to lift every day? Go lift every day. Right. If you want to ruin your life every day, ruin your life every day. If right. you can't see that there's other options out there or pathways for you to feel better outside of drugs or other things, I, there's a lot of information out there. You can find it if you wanted to. Yeah, um, I think the brain is designed to be addictive. Oh, 100%. And substances and activities play on that. So find your addiction. And why does the government have to tell you what addiction is okay and what's not? Right. Yeah. There are politicians who abuse narcotics. Well, another thing is why is like... All you have to do is know a doctor and you get a script for whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, look at... Well, you can legally get cocaine through a prescription. And it's schedule two. You know what I mean? Only Schedule One drugs are the only drugs you can't get through prescription. Which is which still up. federally legal or federally is marijuana still a Schedule One. And mushrooms as well. Yeah. Which 
actually help you. Look at the, the de uh, in what, in Denver, they decriminalized, well not, yeah, they de decriminalized it, and they're doing trials with uh, yeah, they're with opening soldiers them. and people who have PTSD, PTSD and mental disorders. They're, they're starting to do that uh, in Portland, I think, in August. Yeah. They're going to open up facilities yeah. for, you know, helping rebuild neural pathways that yeah. have been damaged or people who have spiked anxiety to microdose, but... Yeah. Well, that's something they say about psilocybin is it actually can rebuild your brain. It's not your brain cells, it's... The pathways, the neural pathways. So it is yeah. the neural pathways that rebuild. I love brain. mushrooms. Yeah. Oh, I love mushrooms too. Like, not, not even, <laughs> just like the science behind, like, not even psilocybin mushrooms, but like lion's mane and like... Oh, yeah. Oh, all mushrooms are interesting, but I'm... And they're all healthy. Because, like, oh, that's me too. Me but, too. Yeah. But um, just mushrooms in general right. are fucking phenomenal. Isn't it strange how psilocybin is the only chemical in the known world that we know of that has a four phosphorus? There's no other thing that comes from a plant that has a four phosphorus. There's usually seven phosphoruses. It's like and then yeah. whatever the chemical breakdown is. Yeah. Psilocybin is the only thing that's. That's why, like, a lot of people think psilocybin could be. Um, now, this is an outrageous theory, and I think uh, McKenna was the one. I, Rogan talked about it once. That's the only reason why. I got it. <laughs> um, McKenna, I believe it was McKenna, Terrence McKenna thought that psilocybin actually came from a, is it asteroids that hit the Earth or is it meteorites? What hits the Earth? Because there's different different levels to it. There's One is the one that burns up in the, in the atmosphere, one's the one that goes by, which I think is a comet, but comets yeah. are icy, and I think a meteorite goes by, and then, because the asteroid belt, are, asteroids are just rocks. I think meteorites are very small ones. What's the one that hit the Earth? Is it, is it, is it I think they both meteorites and meteorites? An asteroid, I think, would be a because there's an asteroid ending, belt. Yeah, it would be a planet-ending event. Planet-ending event. Yeah. What, well, whatever it is, what, uh, the he <laughs> he uh, basically thought that how uh, psilocybin got here was from a asteroid uh, impact because it's so like strange, different. Yeah. And another thing, have you ever heard of the planet it comes from? <laughs> Bro, I need to live there. Everybody's just getting high twenty-four-seven. It's marijuana, but times. Thirty. Yeah. Speaking of the McKenna thing on the Rogan podcast, have you heard about the uh, stoned ape theory? Yeah, I love that theory, bro. I, I was just telling him the other yeah. night about it. Dude. Yeah. I believe it. I think it could be true. I mean, I think it's plausible. Let me ask you this: If you saw, I don't want to say monkeys because like we weren't ever fucking monkeys, but um, you got to think what two million years ago, three million years ago. We, whatever we were, I, I can't even, describe. so I'm just going to say a monkey, because I don't even know what we look like. It's but a good video I'm going to have ready to send you. Is it, is it good? It's about everything. Monkeys? The existence. Okay. It is pretty interesting. Anyways, continue. Um, it touches up. If I was, if I was then, because that's when they became, um, um, what is it called when they uh, stand on two legs? I always fucking forget. Bipedal. Yes, bipedal. God damn it. Um, it's whenever they started coming out of the trees and become bipedal, we would obviously be searching on the ground for things to eat. And the stone ape theory, you know, basically does make sense because if, if you had something come out of the trees and became bipedal on the ground and were walking around looking for food, you would eventually think they would come across mushrooms, psilocybin mushrooms. They would eat these things and have these godlike experiences because they would eat so many of them. It's not the fact that, you know, they're eat, they, you know, if you eat three or four grams of mushrooms, you're going to trip. But if you eat, if you fucking take 10, 15 grams of mushrooms, you have a, <clears throat> a psychological breakthrough. You know what I mean? So you got to think these monkeys or whatever we were, these, these primates that we were at, at, at a point, 
um, taking these mushrooms and having these godlike scenarios uh, appear in your mind, that's like with the, uh, <clears throat> the doubling of the human brain. That's why uh, they think that, that, well, this theory states uh, the reason why the human brain developed double the size in like, I think a million years, two million years is because of psilocybin mushrooms. And it's an interesting theory. You know what I mean? Biochemical reactions that weren't meant to happen to the fucking monkey. Right. Happen. Right. But I... But then why don't those monkeys still evolve it? But we wouldn't know. What do you mean? Like monkeys today? We wouldn't know. It'd probably be another million years. Well, if you look at chimps, there's people who say chimps are not entering the Stone Age because there's videos of chimps hunting with spears and with rocks. Using tools. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. we, we wouldn't, we wouldn't, we, were, yeah. we will not be around to observe. Yeah. Which is scary. Like, it's sad because like, I, I wish I could look into the future. Look at what chimpanzees do to their owners. We had a conversation about oh, this the other day. they ripped them apart, bro. bro. They fucked them up. Because home. they work on their amygdala. Yeah. They have no frontal lobe. Yeah. And it's like, okay... You own me. I'm a I'm a fucking chimp, right? I don't like you saying that. No. <laughs> I'm mixed race, okay? Yeah, I'm a multi race. You own you own me, right? right. Yeah. Randy's your other your other child, or he lives with you as a roommate, right? You give this was the example Randy gave. You give Randy a, a ice cream cone, right? I look at that as, hey, I didn't get an ice cream cone. I'm a chimpanzee. I can't process what's happening right you gotta now. You got to search your dominance. And now I'm pissed off at you. Yeah. And I rip your fucking head off or bash it. And yeah. There goes Pet. Did you have <laughs> Pet Rogers? There was a chimp that did that to a Yeah, yeah. Because she, she, was, she was cuddling. I think, it, I think she was lesbian. And she had a pet chimp. And someone was there at her house spending the night. Because <clears throat> she used to sleep with the chimp. She would get the chimp. She would take two Xanax and drink wine and sleep with the chimp. And she slept with somebody one night, and the chimp got mad, bit her fingers off, ripped her face off, fucking like I think ripped her pussy lips off, bro. Just crazy shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? There because that's and to males they'll bite your dick off. They really will bite your dick off because they know what we need to survive, and that's our fingers, our ears, and as males our dicks because that's how we reproduce. And because that's what they'll do to other chimps, so that's what they do to the human beings. It's crazy, bro. Well, sorry, don't piss Chimp Roger off. Yeah, exactly, bro. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't like you that you use that example. Bro. I wish I would have been chimp because that would be less. Now my podcast is going to get flagged for racial. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, man. What do you uh, What do you make of this? Now we kind of talked about it. This um, uh, Derek Chauvin, Derek Chauvin, Chauvin trial. Chauvin shot, whatever his fucking last name is. Are you talking about Minneapolis? Yes. So, I mean, I know you, you know, we kind of talked about it yesterday, but, you know, we stopped. Um, obviously, you know, he's being put on trial for a couple different charges. Uh, accidental manslaughter, second degree, second degree manslaughter. Is it accident, accidental manslaughter, right? That's <clears throat> facing. There's, there's a manslaughter, second degree, and then there's another one, second degree, but like on accident. It is like culpable negligence. No, uh, no, I don't think it's that. Is what it would be. Is oh, what, is that what it is? This is what manslaughter and basically saying you knew what could have happened and you negligently continued to do so. Okay, maybe that's knowing the consequences. Right. Okay, and then um, I, be- I believe second degree murder. I don't think he's receiving first degree murder. What's the difference between first and second degree? Because um, I'm not premeditation. Yeah. Is sure that what it is? Just premeditation, right? First degree is you thought about it. Second degree is you just walked down the street, pulled your gun out, just shot some random <clears> person. I'm pretty sure. Kind of passion, kind of thought, yeah. you know. Right. Think of it that way. You had intent to do this. You planned it. Right. And you can follow through. Versus, right. oh, we got into a fist fight and 
I ended up shooting. Chip Roger beats your face in. Right. Okay. So Chip Roger goes to jail for second degree. Correct. Um, what? Now, have you seen the, the video? Yeah. So, in the gym yesterday, I, I wasn't sure who you were talking about. I thought it was a more current event. Not that. Yeah, it happened. It happened. Not it happened. not current. Yeah. But um, from the latest information that I've found, and I'm not trying to hijack your conversation, but um, nothing withstanding, there was. Did they find MDMA in the system? What did they? Fentanyl. Fentanyl, yeah. So. And the original autopsy, regardless of how, what agency did it or what corporation did it, said he did not die from as- asphyxiation. Right. So if you take those two facts, independently just looking at facts and not emotion or anything from that, how did George Floyd die? Right. That also being stated, from what I've seen in heard from the law enforcement perspective even the technique he used was within the department's policy the kneeling on someone's neck yes as part of Minneapolis's Minneapolis at the time at the time yes at the time obviously at the <laughs> time <laughs> they definitely I mean, look at NYPD right now they right. can't they can't arrest you right. yeah. <laughs> they, they can't oh uh, you're going to jail sir right just take me. Put 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 yeah. handcuffs on me. Yeah. Here's your handcuffs. Here's yeah. your bracelets. Do it. Let's see how they fit. Yeah. All right. From my understanding, without delving deep into it, because hey, this is what I do for a job. Right. And it it, it is a career path, but I deal with enough on a daily basis. Right. To then say, hey, let me go look and delve into more of the same stuff somewhere else. Right. Um. Clearly, I have family members on both sides of the aisle who have tried to talk to me about it when it was happening. When it was happening, you had George Floyd, you had COVID, everything else. I'm like, bro, I'm dealing with my own stuff. Right. It's okay for me not to have an opinion on it. Right. It um, is. I think it is. And that's... that's and I, think, that, I think that's probably what differentiates me from most right. individuals in yeah. the profession is I'm not just going to take a side because of my job. Right. But all I'm saying is the facts that I've seen. Right. So, now, now looking at the video. Okay, that's oh what my god. Saying. Yes. So I've been in scenarios where it's like, grab a dude by his vest, yank him off. I got this now, bro. Right. You're good. I, I yeah. We just chased the dude down. Right. Across <clears throat> heavy traffic lanes, but I was the one running across the street. You were in a car, so I understand that your adrenaline is pumped up right now, bro. But uh, we're good. He 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 surrendered. Right. You know. Um. So yes, the video does not look good. No, and I don't know. I do not know a single police officer in my circle that was not outraged by that. Yeah, I. That's the one that I also didn't see a lot of people outraged by it. Um, now I don't know if maybe those people just were not voicing their opinion on it for fear of backlash because I feel like that one was a pretty. I don't want to say closed cut case because he kneeled on his neck. Originally, the video was eight minutes and forty eight seconds. Yeah. Because Dave Chappelle released a video, 848, you know what I mean, 847. Yeah. 840-something. I, no, yeah. I believe yeah. it's 7 or 8. Yeah. Um, so don't get in my DMs about this. <laughs> um, Fuck you, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hear it. So I'm going to have seven people in my DMs tomorrow going, it was 8 minutes and 49 seconds, you fucking racist. Um, 
but the courts actually shown that it was nine minutes and 24 seconds is what was the full, the, altercation. The full altercation. I guess the girl didn't catch part of the time when they were kneeling on his neck. So nine minutes and 24 seconds. Question, did you see the, the full video? Were you able to watch? I, I From the, the girl like filming it? I think they had body cams too, did they not? Yeah, I believe they um, did. Because I know one of the <clears throat> official reports were at some point he swallowed he tried to destroy the evidence as they were taking him out of the car. Right. Is there? Is that in the video? No, I didn't see that. Okay. I'm just asking. What did he try to swallow? Was it the fentanyl? The fentanyl? Yeah. Now, I mean, here's at the, the end thing. of the day, sorry not to cut you off, no, but ahead, like, that's not, morally, that's not cause to kneel on somebody's neck. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Originally, the reason why the cops got called is because he just cashed a bad check. Yeah. It was like twenty so a twenty dollar check. And so it's like and like you didn't even have to use that type of force, I yeah. think. Um Bro when, where I'm from in Kentucky, like when people cash bad checks, all they did was put a picture of the their person face on the back on the back of the, the thing that says do not accept checks from this individual. Yeah. That's all it said. Like they didn't call the cops. Like they might call the cops and be like, Hey, just so you know this person wrote a bad check. Because um, that's really not a cr- I don't really think that's a criminal crime. Like, yes, I guess you can get criminal crime, bro. Yes, I guess you can get in trouble, like because whatever, I understand that you shouldn't be cashing fucking bad, bad checks. checks. Yeah. But at the same time, like all they did was put up a picture of you, don't take checks from this asshole, move on. So the guy called the cops and I don't know what the legislation is different. It is, I get that, yes I do get that. Because I don't know what Florida's is for bad checks. Like is there a certain it's amount? A, it's a felony. Really? Yeah. Any amount? Yeah. Scheme really? to defraud. Uh, uttering a forged instrument. Yeah, they're, they're serious charges. Okay, so yeah. in Florida, it's a Okay, so that, I mean... I think there's certain things, though, that should just be handled federally. But they're not forcible companies, obviously. Right. Right, you understand? So right. deadly force is not authorized in those scenarios. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. Because there was no, like, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness being altercated <laughs> because, of, because of him cashing a bad check. But... When you look as a police officer, and, 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 and when you look at this police officer, um, what would, I don't want to say, because that's Monday, back, Monday, uh, Monday morning quarterbacking, so I don't want to ask what would you do, but what, do you clearly see that he fucked up? You said you clearly see that he fucked up, right? Yeah. So do you think, and I don't know if you can answer this, but if you can't answer this, do you think he should be, what do you think he should be charged with looking at the situation? Because I think we can, we, because a lot of people were throwing conspiracy theories out there saying that he knew George Floyd because they worked at uh, a bar together, which is true that they did, and that Derek was an asshole and George was a nice guy and they always had beef together. So, you know, people were throwing these conspiracy theories out there that uh, Derek Chauvin had been um, premeditating murdering him and that when he got the call, to, that he responded because he wanted to be the person. Because you know he was like, I can instigate it, instigate it, and end up killing him. So that's why he was he was the person. These are conspiracy theories, mind you. These aren't fucking court yeah. documents. Yeah. But but um, so I think we can you know push real out first degree murder. But do you think he should be charged with something? And if you do, what do you think it should be with? I have to take the uh, political stance on this. And maybe one day when I'm no longer a cop, we'll talk about that. Okay. 
I, I still have a job. No, I understand. Well, yeah, I, I, no, I didn't know. If <laughs> I, you, I know it doesn't make you podcast talk. No, you know what I'm saying. But, but I understand you have a you have a job. But can you get in trouble if you voice your opinions about certain things like Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Really? That's one. Even on a comedy podcast where we're just shooting the shit. Absolutely. Because I say some crazy shit that probably can get me in trouble. But you know, there there are constitutional rights. There are constitutional rights. So you do have a constitutional right right now as a human. I do, but you know, Florida is a right to work state, and most that's true. Yeah. Agencies take a very. What do you think? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> to, to talk to talk to the yeah. free individual, and you can just chill. You know, yeah. you can just take in the conversation and think about your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and tell me all fair. <laughs> Um, what do I think he should be charged with? Yeah, do you think he should be charged I, with something? And yeah, yeah, I think he should be charged with. Personally, I think he should be charged with, um, the same sentence as I would get if I kneeled on somebody's neck, killing them. Right. As a citizen, um, that's what I I believe because probably second degree murder then. Yeah. yeah. Um, He'll probably get a manslaughter if charged. No, I'm just no, no. no. Um, the conversation is evolving where I wish I could talk. No, I he he probably get charged with the lawyer policies. <laughs> Realistically, he'll Policy probably involved. get charged with manslaughter, so he won't be doing life. Right. Um, just because he was on the job, right? And he was trying to subdue. I'm sure he's gonna have great lawyers. Chris, you were in the military. Yes, I was actually. No, 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 I, no, I still no, am, no, but. <laughs> Yeah. These views do not reflect the U.S. Army. <laughs> Asterisk <laughs> and fine friends. Say that for you. No, but yeah, you know I, how things go. Yeah, I, no, I yeah. get it. You, there's I, jobs that have to be done. Yes, there are jobs, and there are people who have to do the jobs. But there are yeah. times where those jobs get case in point. Over the, we just watched one survivor last night because Marcus Luttrell. I'm yeah, yeah, I'm going to watch All right, so that's a good podcast. Ready to want to watch it? Very, very good. Yeah. Um, you familiar with the movie? When was yes. the last time you seen it? Literally the day after. I've been it's called social programming. Joe Rogan. That's why I got a hundred million. No, he got more than that. No, oh, I, mean, I bet you if you looked at, I don't want to cut you off real quick, but I bet if you looked at Lone Survivor, the amount of views it has, it, it, it was dropping, and then when Marcus Luttrell came on, Joe, Jerry fucking just jumped. Good. One hundred percent. No Monday morning quarterbacking. None of us were there. One man walked away from that mountain. Yeah. So one man tells a story as to what happened on that mountain. Right. And I hope everyone will always look at history that way. The winner, the survivor, tells what happened. At the end of the day, they could have done egregious things on that mountain that right. caused that to happen. Let's yes. not forget that. Um, the way it is portrayed in the film... Is the goat farmers were... Is the goat farmers and parts of the Taliban where they, they stumbled upon the seal's hiding. Yeah. Now they're forced with a moral dilemma. Perfect for a fucking movie, right? Yeah. Like, here we go. Take that into consideration. They are there to do a job. They are forced to make a decision. Right. Had, per the film, they made one decision, which was to eliminate the possible threat that will precise, persist after they let them go. Yeah. The movie they, doesn't get made. The movie doesn't get made. <laughs> Everyone makes it off the mountain. Most likely, Operation Goes as planned. Right. And then they find their bodies two years later and question so, their ass, but it's pushed on the road. I understand right. there's always policy. Right. There's law. Even in the military, there's law. Right. There's rules of engagement you have to abide by. Correct. I think 
based upon the film, you could articulate doing things differently. Oh, 100% within legal jurisdiction to protect themselves and to continue and to not have fallen angels, yes. to not have 25, 30 people dead. Yes. Okay. So with that, and this is segueing back to the George Floyd thing, mm -hmm. without commenting too much on Derek or that scenario. No, you're just talking. There are jobs that need to be done. Correct. And there are people who do those jobs. Correct. So had the Navy SEALs in that movie murdered a child, an old man, and a middle fighting age individual, would they be court-martialed and charged the same as a civilian? for doing that action. Yes, in the military they would be. When they can articulate oh, why they In did. that situation. So, so, and, and in the movie NSA, he even said that. He says, he says in the movie, he said, um, well, I don't know if this was you know, actually what the conversation said, but in the movie he was like, you know, yeah. we can articulate Strictly, it. Strictly looking at the film. Yeah. Not, not actual events or whatever right. might have trans transpired from it, but interpreting the film. Right. What were you going to say? Um, in the in the in the movie that he does say he said um, if we if we kill them we can basically he said that we can articulate the fact that they're going to go down there and tell them and they you know they potentially could kill us so in 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 hindsight yes they could have had an authorization depending on what the ROEs truly were on that mountain that day to they they could have been in every right to kill them even in briefing yes if you rewatch the movie I think I've seen it three or four times. In briefing, they have to go ahead to take care of that situation. Yes. And that, I, I would argue, law enforcement being a paramilitary institution mm -hmm. operates the same way. I was explaining to Randy, because people look at law enforcement a lot of the times as like some shadowy thing that, you know, if you're in, you're in, you know what's happening behind the scenes. Same way we look at the military. Correct. You know as well, equipment sucks, yep. organization sucks, yep. communication sucks, plans suck. Yes. You'll go to any major event done by most law enforcement agencies conducting security, and you'll be like, man, there's a lot of cops out here. It's, it's pretty organized. Shit show, right? It's a, it's, it's a fly-by-the-minute situation. Yeah. And it's a figure-out-as-you-go. Right. And unfortunately, that's life in every aspect of it. You take jobs and stuff out of it. But again, you that that is why, for the most parts immunity exists for law enforcement you have a job that no one else really wants to do too often correct and they have to make decisions so yes. porch check fentanyl resisting fighting back however it, the situation transpired I was in there right right but I will tell you there was times where people resist simple arrests $10 retail theft and next thing you know they're picking up charges or they're fighting us or what looks to a public camera as he's not fighting back. That man is fighting back. You've had to go hands-on yes. in your career. Yes, I have. And even the 100-pound little females who are hyped up on adrenaline who don't want to drunk. comply. They're drunk. Comply. I mean, in the military, a lot of them were drunk. Yeah. yeah. Will give one, two, three officers, MPs, yes. issues taking them into custody. Yes. Now you take into a far larger male, a far stronger male. In any scenario, it there's facts or circumstances that lead to very so, bad looking videos. So I don't disagree that force is required in those. And that's me stating my opinion without stating my opinion. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I don't disagree with in certain professions, um, 
force is required sometimes. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of force when it's needed. I'm Correct. not a pacifist by, in, by any means of the word. Um, but excessive force, like, he was already cuffed up. Right. And he He's got to roll around, it. okay, he gets up, okay, you put him back down on the ground. Right. You can sit on his back. You can sub... He was already subdued while he was suffocated. You see what I'm saying? I understand, you know. You, I mean, you, you need to... put a taser up against him and said, if you move, I'm going to fuck your day up. Right. And yes, that would have been, you know, people were like, whoa, you can't talk to a person like that. But I think it would have been... But he would have lived? Yeah, he would have lived. You know what I mean? If I... And... and <clears throat> I don't want to say if I was one of the cops who had to put a tape because I don't know what I would have done in that situation right. because you know everybody who sees it from the outside sees it from after it happened. When you're in the situation, um, you know, as you know, training, you can't train for everything. There's no such thing. And, and as a police officer, um, you come in contact with situations every day that you never fucking thought you could come in contact with. And I talk a lot of shit about cops because I think there needs to be more training. Um, I do think we need to have more strict um, policies on who we let become police officers. Um, I think there should be more, um, you know, um, policies with police officers once they become a cop. You know, if they fuck around and join uh, some racial organization, um, they should be cut instantly. And there are a large, a large amount of police officers, Midwest mostly, you know, nothing, I don't, I don't know around here, I don't know, oh, I know some of the cops, but like only a couple of them I know that are racist. We know who I'm talking about. Um, I don't even have to say names. Um, but <laughs> I think, what was I going with that? I'm sorry, I get sidetracked. Um, you were talking about training. I, I just think there should be more training, but at the same time, you know, I, I also understand where you're coming from in the situation. I just think that, you know, he, they could have handled it better. Like I said, I don't want to say that I would have put a taser against him, but at the end of the day, if they would have done something a little bit different, that man, yes, although it might have been more brutal or it might have been brutal in the eyes of people, but he would have walked away alive. And I, I understand people saying, well, he shouldn't have fought back. I, okay. But what's the, what's the definition of fighting back to where you're already handcuffed and someone can take your life? Why couldn't he have just kneeled on his neck for three minutes? You know what I mean? Once a man starts begging, like, yo, like, yo, I love your hair, dog. Once a man starts begging, <laughs> once a man starts begging for his mom, like, yeah. you, know, yeah, I know. you know what I mean? Three minutes, bro. Just kneeled on his neck for three minutes and got up. There would have probably been some harsh words exchanged. There would have been like people going, whoa, that could have been way too far. But the man lives another day. There's a legitimate difference between somebody crying wolf against the police in those scenarios. Correct. Versus what transpired on that day. Right. And we live in an information age where the immediacy of that information spread. Right. It's around the world. In 30 um, minutes. Yeah. So I think that's why I'm a big proponent of body cameras. Body cameras are good. That they, they affect it on both sides. You know, good keeps good cops good and bad cops bad. Right. And it usually filters out the bad incidences. Right. Um, but no, no. I understand. And like I said, I've been in scenarios where maybe slightly too much, no, nothing lethal, but slightly too much force is being used or... It is what it is, and you got to police have to police themselves as well. Yes. And if anything has transpired policy-wise across the board, 
has been that awareness. Right. When I tell you immediate policies were written within two days of that happening, and yeah. big statements across every agency that I'm aware of. Right. Yes, trust me, when you have a county such that we live in that's very pro-law enforcement as a whole that says we've lost trust in the community, I disagreed with it because I said, hey, I'm working under impoverished areas. We have lost no trust in our, from our community. Right. Uh, at least at the individual level. But yeah, policies were immediately enacted, extra training, everything. But again, you've done PowerPoint training in the military. Yeah. How far is it gonna go? Right. I think it depends on if you wanna have more stringent policies and procedures for finding talent yeah. and screening talent. You, not everyone's made for the military, not everyone's made for the police, and not everyone's meant to be a real estate agent. Correct. Um, and <clears throat> that's all walks of life and all careers. Right. Agencies should do a slightly, every industry should do a slightly better job at, all right, you're not a good fit. Yeah. I mean, look good at teachers. Try. Good try. Yeah, you know what I mean? There's teachers that, if, if listen, if teachers got, yeah, what's up? I don't know how much longer we're going to be doing this. Um, I have to use the restroom. We'll be back. Go ahead, dog. Hopefully, when I get back, it's a more lighthearted conversation. I want to let some jokes off here. We'll let some jokes off. You want another tea or anything? Actually, yeah, bro. If you want to give me some more of that chamomile. Oh, okay. All right, okay. Yeah. That shit's good, dog. <laughs> Just bring the hot water to the tea back. I'll mix it. You ain't got to be a, a slave, dog. If you look at teachers, I mean, um, I can name two teachers in my high school career and maybe four teachers total that I ever felt like gave a fuck about me as a student and that they weren't there either just collecting a paycheck or... Uh, they were biased towards me because I was I wasn't in their friend group or their parent their their you know the yeah. kids that they knew you know what I mean yeah. so there's I, not an investment there right me. yeah and like I, I mean I had a teacher tell me that I was like ninth grade my freshman year I had a teacher tell me that I wasn't going to be anything and and like that that resonated with me probably for about two years bro and then Chris started lifting weights yeah. nah I, I started lifting weights I'll way after that but eventually I started lifting weights and I was like I'm going to show you fucking weights yeah <laughs> but that is part of the reason why is because of all the, the inadequacy yeah. yeah it is it is that's definitely one of the reasons is that one of the reasons why you started lifting as well is like the feeling of not being enough this is deep yeah I mean we all have our stories yeah why did you why did, why did you actually start getting into working out it's a good outlet bro yeah, stress and everything, de-stress size. Yeah. yeah, I first started seriously lifting at 18 to 21 when I moved out to college. Life got very busy. UCF? UCF. Yeah. Worked three jobs while I was at UCF, full-time student, pre-med, and... What'd you do for I work? I got fat. What's that? What'd you do for work? Um, I commuted back and forth on Tuesdays and Thursdays for almost a year to work at a surgery center here. Okay. Between a surgery center and a GI center here, then I got a GI center spot in Orlando. Mm. Worked that with Target and with a gun range. Okay. So yeah. Okay. The hustle was real. So you, you grinded through college. Yeah. Now you paid your way through college. Student loans. Bro. Student loans. Yeah. Um, now you got a bachelor's, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Now, this is a question that Did I, not rack up the amount of loan debt that you talked about on your previous... Right, right. But, but you also don't have a doctor's degree, but you no. do... I mean, if you do, you, do you mind sharing how much loan debt you occurred at the end of your... About 34000 34000 I was okay. fortunate enough to have decent... Um, Tuition, uh, like TAs or things like that, or... In Florida, there's something called Bright Futures. I had that for two years. Okay. And then switching from community to or now state college to university. Mm-hmm. Education systems, highly fucked. Did you go to Eastern Florida? Yeah, back when it was called BCC. Which was the Community, community College, yeah. correct, yes. So 13th grade is what the locals call it, right? <laughs> Just an extension of high school, which yeah. you feel, yeah. Tech, tech. again, certain professors or instructors are more invested and they, they care more about preparing you for an actual future. Yeah. Others, 12th grade again. Yeah. So then you transition from those to actually pre-doctor classes. Right. Where the professors are teaching at the med school and preparing you for med school. Yeah. And yeah, I went out to academic probation that first semester at UCF. And that was a huge wake-up call. I was like, oh, yeah. Right. For the way I function, I'm out here for a purpose. I'm not here to have fun. I'm here for school. And I was pre-med, so at that time I was like, I need to get my shit together. Right. So during that academic probation semester that was the cause, I lost Bright Futures, which paid 75% of my tuition. So your tuition jumped up. Right. So then it switched from that to getting Fed loans. Okay. So that's why I would would argue if I had not had Bright Futures for the first two, two and a half years... I'd probably be six, fifty, sixty thousand dollars in debt. Right now, COVID's again kind of been a blessing with that. Yeah, COVID has. Yeah, they they, they froze all froze all student loans, right? Yeah. Now, <clears throat> you know what, motherfucker? I need to go look at that too. Um, I'm glad you said that. Um, I you had the VA. Yeah, I did, but I also oh, you did no 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 longer. Well, no, I still qualify for the VA because I'm reserved now. So. I can get tuition assistance up to $4,500, and then anything else after that, I have to get the, um, I have to get, appreciate it, bro. You're, you're a lifesaver, dog. Very warm, Massa. <laughs> <laughs> it just got me hot to you. Hot water. Hot water. Yeah, I'll drink hot water, dog. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Uh, appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, now, with, in terms of um, college, obviously, um, with the degree that you have, looking at, you know, what would have potentially been about $60,000. Um, now, just with what you have for about 30000 how do you feel about, I don't want to say, I hate free, the term free college because I think it, there's, nothing, there's nothing free, but do you agree that college should be more affordable? It should not be the price that people charge because most of it's just going to administration. Uh, purposes like the teachers don't make as much as high school teachers do. They make a little bit more than them, maybe unless they have a doctor degree or like some high up med school. But, but like I feel like most college professors don't make crazy amount of money. Right. And then I feel like most of it just goes into the administration's pockets to just put in their pockets and spend however they want. Um, I mean, do you, do you what, do you think there should be some kind of um, cap? For public schools, private schools, they can do whatever they want because they're private, obviously. They're not government funded. But do you think private schools should have some kind of cap on what they can charge? State schools. Or state schools, yes, yeah, sorry. Um, 
should have some kind of cap on what they can charge for a class? Uh, or do you think it should just be like it is in an unregulated um, thing? Uh, so, because I listen to so many different podcasts or videos throughout the day, were you touching on the fact that, oh, your previous one, because, you know, I, prior to today, I'll be honest, Chris, I haven't listened to a podcast, and I said, hey, he's going to have me on. Let me, let, me, let me fuck with Chris for a second and see how, how, how he structures things. Um, I just talked on it. Well, I don't like going into a situation blind. No, I'm just you, yeah. you get that. Yeah. So I was like, um, were you talking about an outdated system? Did you touch on that, or was that something else I was listening to? I mean, I to? talked about kids having to fight lions. No, no, no. <laughs> hey, it was I don't watch the Olympics, but, you know, yeah, America could be on Yeah, top, bro, right? we're going to get 23 gold medals across the board, dog. Um, no, were you talking about I think about this should be a thing. I don't, think, I don't think it was you. I think it was something else I was watching. Yeah, I just wanted kids to fight. But where it talks about um, our current systems designed in an old age. Correct. You weren't talking. No, that wasn't me, but I do agree. Our current system is designed in an old age that continues to fail to evolve to our current way of thinking and our current uh, economic structure. We're not working at industries anymore. Um, College used to be something that select individuals attended. Nowadays, across every industry, you want a decent job at AT AT&T, they're going to ask you, do you have a four-year degree? So I would take the perspective of this. If it is a, just like what used to be a high school diploma, if it is a common job requirement that, that will get you a basic job that 40, 50 years ago, a high school diploma would have gained you, right. then there needs to be different ways Go about to obtain it. Um, I'm, I'm not socialist by any means, and I think words are words. We put emotional meaning behind a left or a right uh, stance. Even listening to your podcast earlier with Randy, he's like, that dude is a... Uh, you sure he's not Republican? I said, I think Chris is confused. But I would argue that I take more of a libertarian stance yeah, on I'm, both I'm issues. I... I when it comes to people, I think people should have rights to health care, and I think people should have rights to education, but, like, I think I should be able to own a fucking tank if I want to have a tank. But like, free enterprise. And if I want to smoke heroin or smoke meth, I should be able to smoke meth. It's a free yeah. country, you know what yeah. I mean? I'm not smoking meth, Army. <laughs> <laughs> Call him in for the test. Yeah. <laughs> but, with that being stated, should there be a barrier to entry to a common tier one job right you shouldn't correct and almost every every industry associate's degree at least yeah it's always an A so which is weird to um, me because no matter what field you're going into like you can enlist but, but, and quick, you can enlist to you know any of the branches of the military score high enough you can pick a job that you want mm-hmm. no college degree they will train you for that job correct you can go to additional schooling after or during yep. but you get trained for that profession mm-hmm. of that branch of the military I think like what you're saying is the same thing I shouldn't need to have a general degree I'll, I'll take that a step farther though yeah just train me on the job and you'll get a better performance out of me because I'm doing the job that you want the way you want me to do it yeah I agree. but you take a whole socioeconomic perspective with that you have inner city or impoverished areas with low education rates mm-hmm. 
you then attempt to say, oh, I want to work on a sub, I want to be nuclear. Because I know nuclear, when I get out, can make a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars in the private world, in the private sector. You're not going, there's still a barrier to entry. Because of your education level, you're not going to score your 90, 95 on your ASVAP. If you read ASVAP for dummies, you won't. <laughs> Dude, the ASVAP is low-key easy. Um, it is. But you, but, but you, you understand. I took it in ROTC when I was in high school and I scored. You either are going to do good on the ASVAB or you're going to do okay or you're going to do f- you're fucking retarded. Because like if you fuck up on the ASVAB, you are honestly you have no street smarts or common sense. You're just retarded. So you, and you can retake you, it. You, yes. would, yeah. you can literally retake it multiple times. So you would argue regardless of your education level you can get any you, job in the military. Yes. I think you could if you strive hard enough if you take three to four weeks to read a book um, like the ASVAB and learn the style of questions that they ask. Chris, I'm playing right into your hand here. What if you can't comprehend your reading? Oh, if you're just retarded? That's your choice of words. I'm saying no, that, that, that's actually what the word ba- means, though. It's failure, inadaptability to learn. That's, I'm, I'm using, the, I'm using the, the There's a better word, stupid. No, re, no, stupid is... Ignorance is not knowing. Stupidity is not having the ability to learn. Yeah, but look at the definition of retarded, and it means to actually slow the function of learning. You really don't want this podcast to air. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chris, it's 2021. You're out here. You're ready to say... Bro, I'm retarded. I can say. It. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like black people can say the N word, bro. I can say the R word, dog. I'm retarded. Go ahead. Um. Yeah. Okay. Finish. Your so, <laughs> if you had not been prepared enough to read a book, right, and retain the information based on all your years of public schooling, no, you could not get any job in the military. Correct. And that's what I'm saying. So, but isn't that the issue in itself? Is the the lower. And that was it, my, that's what I was saying. I, I'm more impoverished. I'm teaming up. Yeah, 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 it's up to him. He wants to take the inner city schools. The I, inner thought city was, I thought it was going to be a ball, dog. Oh, guys, <laughs> we're playing. I catch it. Yeah, bro. I'm playing football. You're throwing softballs, RG. <laughs> but no, yeah, the uh, the inner city schools and the the lack of education. You're good. Don't go ahead. Um, I think that's an issue in its in itself. Yeah, it needs to be looked at and fixed. So. That point that he just made is never an issue. I mean, it is 2021 and we can't say retarded and you can't say the N-word or even have liked a certain post 10 years ago. Right. But everyone should be able to read. Yeah. <laughs> and write. I yeah, mean, exactly. Now, when you look at um, public schools and low impoverished areas, let's take a look at who's in these schools. Most of the time, it's minorities. Yes. You know what I mean? There are white, there are white people that go to these schools, but generalized, stereotypical inner city schools yes. that have minorities. are minorities. Right. Um, now, a lot of people argue that has to do with red line housing and green line housing of the 70s, right after the Jim Crow laws mm-hmm. took place, yeah. uh, you know, discrediting African Americans for buying houses in certain in neighborhoods. Even when they had the means, even when they to, had the means yeah. to purchase those houses, mm-hmm. um, forcing them into impoverished neighborhoods. And then them taking the, the 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 green line housing and building nice supermarkets, and the red line housing was producing uh, liquor stores. Yeah. And uh, that's Tobacco when store. that's yeah. when I have I have also a generalized idea, and this is a conspiracy theory, but I also believe that the CIA uh, introduced crap to the black community to um, basically 
Kind of like what they did with the hippie movement in the in the '60s. They did it to the black community to discredit them. Yes. You know what I mean? They they put them back into the community to basically make people not take the black community as serious. That, yeah, that, I yeah. believe that. No, I, mean, I definitely are, agree. Yeah. And there's. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, freeway, Rick Ross. Yeah. Um, he was literally meeting with federal Just agents and getting guns and all of this stuff. And it's, so yeah. it's the government as a whole definitely has affected certain parts of this country in extremely negative ways. Right. And I can't tell you necessarily if it is ill-hearted or ill-intentioned or if it's really just for a trial and error purpose because we're not at the end of the line yet right um i think because of information age that we're in the information age that we're in people are starting to see it more and so now there's more outrage and everyone's like this is fucked up and oprah did not 11 and shit like that exactly but um no yeah i, I totally agree oprah did that, that's a funny one. You never heard that? No. It's more no, of a I'm, meme. I'm going, to, <laughs> I'm going to now spread that conspiracy theory in my next podcast. I'm going to make a bunch of shit up tonight about it. Um, now, so for educational purposes, do you think the government should fix the early stages first? Or do you think the, the um, college issues should be addressed first? Because I also do think inner city schools... Um, definitely have a lack in funding public education. Teachers have to, and even in even in schools where uh, you know, um, yeah, don't say inner city, just say impoverished. What a better way to say it? Because you have suburban. But there's schools e- there's even suburban funding. schools where teachers have to buy stuff for their. That's what I'm saying. You have suburban schools who don't have funding. Right. So just any school that doesn't have funding. Do you think we should? Do you should start there? Or do you think we should focus on the college issue? Um. I guess I'll liken it to gardening. I mean, if you want to grow a beautiful palm tree, are you going to fix the soil? You see what I mean? Exactly. And so that's where that's where I stand on that. Fixes. You, if you have a better public school system, you're gonna have the kids even impoverished areas, right? In impoverished areas that are going to be able to gain more access to scholarships. Correct. K More accepted. Yeah, K through 12. Yeah. Um, and I think it, I know everyone has a job to do. So, you know, the Congress and the House of Representatives, they, for some reason, can't get through to each other a lot of the time and agree on a lot of shit from both parties. Because they're in Cancun. <laughs> but, um, you got a point. But at the end of the day, I think it's extremely possible to fix right it's just you have to go back to the whiteboard the drawing board and rebalance your your shit it's it's dependent upon state and local and disrupt you'd have to disrupt the system and change how you formulate funding it's all based on tax right but i think i think it's extremely possible still clearly the school that has low property value around it is going to have low income and low education rates Because so, that also affects the pay that they well, pay their teachers. Once you change your tax base, right, and figure well, out a goes, different system, for right. it. but then then you have to argue. Well, California, New York, um, New Jersey, high taxable states. Is their education system any better? No, not really. I mean, compared so, to Alabama, so, yes. so where, where's the issue? <laughs> I think it's. And I don't expect you or I to have the answer there. I mean, could it be, I think it has to do with societal values. That's true. But when it comes to some schools having lower um, income 
properties, you also have to realize that that comes because of the uh, red line. Because we, we were talking about it when you stepped out, um, the red line uh, laws of the 70s where African-Americans, um, Hispanics, um, basically any minority wasn't allowed to buy property in the uh, areas that they were upbuilding for the whites. Um, and they had to buy in a different area, which turned out to be the more, um, I don't want to say shittier areas, but the more shittier areas that became impoverished because of the liquor stores and things like that. While the other areas where these housing lines were drawn off, they were building Whole Foods and, and all these nice businesses and these nice houses and causing the tax property to go up. And then in the in the poor areas, it was declining because all these houses weren't getting fixed the way they should. And these just these yeah, issues were it's, it's, it's a cycle. It's yeah. It's a accessibility, systematic. location, and. So location to resources, right, and adequate resources, and that's uh, you can go down a big rabbit hole when you go and talk about that as far as groceries, right. And you've, you've been down that rabbit hole, I'm sure, with mm -hmm. documentaries and docu series. Yeah. Um, I argue, discuss the outliers though, people who do come from those scenarios, who find a way out. And, 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 and this is just me not even playing devil's advocate but this is always this is how we were raised right you know um, but I don't like the bootstrap thing because the there are some the pick yourself up by your bootstrap thing that a lot of people say because here's the thing and this is something that I give credit to my best friend for saying Snoop he said how are you <laughs> Snoop going Snoop Dogg yeah my boy Snoop <laughs> uh, he said how are you going to pick yourself up by your bootstraps when there's some motherfuckers that don't have shoes on yeah. He said some of these people are barefoot. Yeah. How are they going to pick themselves up from the bootstraps when they're barefoot? And I agree with that statement. A lot of people, and I don't say a lot of people because there are means of ways, but there are some people that just get the shittiest roll of dice yeah. by life. And I think as a society, if we want to ever move forward... I think, just like a lot of people think, we need to be more equipped as a whole, not part of us smart and part of us are fucking losers. I think all of us need to, there needs to be less losers. And with less losers, I think better education, better healthcare, better things like that. But at the same time, it's how do we fix it? That's always the underlying so, issue. Real quick, um, I think there's always going to be the same amount of losers, um, but I think... You're always going to have slugs. You're always going to have slugs and you're always going to have Usain Bolts, um, which is fine. There's going to be outliers on each end, no matter where they come from. There's going to be the really shitty people, either mentally or what they choose to do in life, and there's going to be the Bill Gates and people who are quote-unquote successful, right? Um, I think no matter what we do, there's always going to be the losers and the winners in society. However, I agree with your point that everyone should be afforded the equal opportunity. And then whatever they do, some people are going to be lazy. Yeah. That's fine. Some people are going to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and go grind their shit out. And that's perfect too. But when the people in those shitty areas are waking up at 5 and they still can't make it out because where their baseline is at is cut in half, there's you can't do as well and again there's always going to be the outliers you see what I mean no, no, the baseline I, should be the same because I, we're all so, in America and so you're segueing right into where I was actually going to pick up whether or not you know this or not technically we're first generation Americans on my dad's side 
we come from a family of immigrants, and he said the baseline should be somewhere, somewhere higher than it is now. Where, not higher. It can stay where the you know the white man is at. So 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 so. Which is, so. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah, well, the board have to be white. Bro, I said black in the document. <laughs> back to the drawing board. Back to the blackboard. <laughs> uh, we're using chalk in this neighborhood. Um, and we discussed this with Lisa the other day. Every, I'd say the majority of every other mindset set for most countries in the world, non-developed, is we have to get to America. Oh, or, yeah. or we have to get to Europe. Yeah. And that right there tells you the privilege that we have being born into this country. Yes. Um, yes. I, I 100% agree so, so. The, the, the sentence, first world problems. It's a true thing. We're gonna sit here in our castles, yeah. compared to the rest of the world, and complain and gripe and everything. Yes. We simply, having a social security number, having citizenship, we've already beat 99% of the population. Yeah, So that's true, that is very true. Sometimes we have to look back and say, hey, even the podcast, bro, little maybe it goes nowhere you stick with it with a passion or anything in america there's opportunity for growth and there financial is. gain there is so with that statement i'd say we are pretty you're in america you have citizenship yeah and there's so many bro there's so many people on the system living in the system that live better than we do like in like based the, on social services. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, but there's a lot of motherfuckers in the system that live worse than we do. There are. There are quite a few. They just didn't there's more. There's they, more. Their than family we, has not learned to play it yet. Correct. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yes, like, I understand. The, the, but there are families that play the system to a T. Right. Um, we discussed it the other day. At no point in, like, there's definitely. Rich dad, poor dad, mm -hmm. right? There's definitely two schools of thought in this country, in the world, really, in society. But the simple thought of bankruptcy, all right? Mm -hmm. The simple thought of bankruptcy. The poor man looks at bankruptcy as the worst thing. We can't do that. Right. That means I failed. Right. I'm shot for seven years. Yeah. Every major corporation, every rich family, anybody who ever decides how to fix things, mm. boom, I'll just follow bankruptcy. Yeah. Explain to me how something so detrimental to one part of society mm. is actually a stepping stone for the people who already have it. Mm. It's a mindset. Mm. And if you can change that mindset, yeah. you can wake up tomorrow and start making your life. So I, I'd argue that the playing field is pretty even. Right. And even, not pull yourself up by your bootstraps, but, and that's something I've always said is, and I use that in every aspect of my life. When I've, I've tutored people in high school mm -hmm. as I was in college, I've taught martial arts, I've been a gun instructor, now I'm a police officer who I go to those neighborhoods and I can actually talk to kids and give them some advice and try to bring them up. Right. Bro, I have people at the gym that have ran from me right. during my day job yeah. and are then asking me, to, hey bro, can you help me write up this business plan? Absolutely, bro, because I want to see you succeed. Right. 
I'm not trying to hold you fucking down, bro. Like, I, you succeeding makes me happy. So, it's just about flipping that switch. Right. That's why I I, I... I think a poor man is poor mentally. Yeah. And a rich man, you have people in rags who will say, fucker, I'm going to make it one day. Everyone will doubt him, and then one day he's Jeff Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Right. So, the rags to riches do does still exist. But in terms of some of those people started off with quite a big boost Sorry. in there. Yeah. We just talked. Yesterday. Randy, what was a fucking scratch-off? About scratch-off? You gambling? No, no, no. no. It, was, it was a scratch-off. It was a scratch-off. I got okay. issues, okay, Cruz? <laughs> we all got issues, dog. Scratching. Right. We all got yeah. issues. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You want to hit the boat afterwards? Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to pay rent, but I might be able to triple it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> All over that, baby. <laughs> the, the, the max prize on the scratch-off was 30K. Right. Randy goes, you can't do shit with 30K. I'm like, bro, I've had That's this. That's a hefty down payment on a Hellcat. <laughs> or, or three down. Of course, the, the dude in the military is going to talk about the goddamn Hellcat. Put <laughs> that on that Torah. Yeah, but I'm getting a Hellcat, dog. That was no. awesome. I was just yeah, because you know the stereotype. Yeah, no, 100%. And this is not even a personal personal jab at him because we had our disagreement when we were talking about it. 30K, you can start a business. A business. Yeah. And I've talked to Bryce about this. I don't believe white privilege exists to the degree that society will look at it. Okay. Um, I think you have natural. Hot take. Uh, huh? What's that? Okay. What'd you say, hot topic? Hot take. Hot take? What's that mean? Just go. It's a hot take. Like it's a, that's an interesting. It's, it's opposite it's of like ninety point nine. Yeah. Everybody just no, heard that. Okay, well, let me explain it a little bit. No, yeah, I want you to. I, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. Yes, I understand. Okay, because I've had arguments with my white side of my family members. Yes. Who lean left, mm-hmm. and I talk about this as an interracial child yeah. who I've never. Maybe it's. Maybe it's equal opportunity, right? right? I think in America, name, ethnicity, gender, all help you check boxes. They do sometimes. Yes, they do. When when it comes to making your way through life. Correct. But you can change those now. But what what, what, would it look <laughs> I just stay with the facts. That is not every box. box. Yes, you, every box. You can change every box. You show up for the interview yes. or for the. Uh, you can't tell me how I feel inside. Zizer. Yes. <laughs> Zizer, dog. So. Oh, X. Latinx. No, just X E. Oh. Yes. Is that, is that Elon Musk's son's name? <laughs> no, dude. I know we're getting a little off topic here, but. Um, my, my best friend was filling out an application and needed to put down references and he put me down as one and on that there like, was like 15 or 16 different things you could choose from and one of them there was Z-E Z-E-R Z-E-R and then the same thing but spelled X-E X-E-R so it's both Z-E-R because right X is have a Z yeah exactly so continue I just thought that was that's pretty cool. I mean, I, and I was like, put me down that as, as logical that logical thing. Yeah, yeah. Because I want to be as I want to be a Zer, and when someone says Zer, I'm like, are you saying with the Z or the X? Because yes. I'm about to get a fit. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna reference where people start in life. Right. Uh, old money versus new money. Okay. 
and that's where the privilege comes in because you have plenty of white families throughout America who, and I'd argue in, I wouldn't argue, I'd ask the question, where you come from in Kentucky, is it more poverty or wealth? Very poverty. Okay. So, the majority. So, there are some of the so, rich kids, but. But coming from that perspective of the world, how much white privilege did you see in your, in your community? A predominantly A subtle white, amount. Huh? A subtle amount. So, assuming, making an assumption, a predominantly white community mm-hmm. with Fair predominantly, st- statistically, higher numbers of white impoverished people. Correct. Okay. So where's the white privilege at? Right. It was, it was, it was, money, it was money privilege. Yes. It's money privilege. So you it was had, more who so you in America, so it, was, it was family privilege because of who your family was. And that's what I'm because getting at. I, that's exactly what I'm getting at. Yeah. In America, it's about what families have had more time to build wealth. Correct. So that when grandpa dies yeah. and leaves you $30,000. Right. $30,000 to no one may seem, okay, what is that inheritance? Right. When, but that's enough to start your own business. That's enough right. to buy three low-priced rental properties, put some man labor into them, and now you have three streams of passive income. Right. Or it's, okay, I'm going to start my first business with a $5,000 startup, and every profit that I put into that, I'm going to put back into the business, and now you can do that six times. Yeah. Okay? And now you have six, six different little businesses. streams. Yeah. So, but now you also have the families that left you 100000 Right. 500000 And then you have other families that have not built wealth. Now, in America, obviously, because of the, uh, the way that it's been formed, you have predominantly white families who built wealth mm-hmm. based on the structure that we came here. Right. But the same can be said for ruling classes in Africa. Right. You, who, who systems may be corrupt or whatnot, but you have... You had blacks ruling the world before, and those families still had money. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Or the Saudis. Yeah. So the Saudis, especially. Don't even give me I think because of our system, yeah. our, our international system, it is not about race. It is about wealth. Correct. So I mean, I can see that to an extent. I also and, and, see and where you, race you does have a grabber. If you're a person that grabs, yeah, you can take whatever you want in this world. Right. But usually you're sociopathic. Now, well, that's true. Now, do you think manifesting dreams is a is a real thing? Do you think you can talk about like a spiritual you, level? Yeah, if you dream that you can achieve it, like, do you think that's a? I don't think if you dream it, you can achieve it. Uh, I think if you truly believe, there's a difference there because right. at that point in time, you're going to continue to. Chris, what did you start lifting weights at? Your body weight. 163, 164. And what's your current body weight? Uh, last time, about a week, I was like 241. Okay. At some point in time, you believed one day I'm going to be big as fuck. Yeah. I'm going to prove everybody wrong. Right. And you initiated that within yourself where all bets are off. Right. Oh, homeboy, everyone's going out to chill. Well, I got to hit the gym first. Right. I, well, you want to eat like shit, I'm going to eat. Because right. you believed it. Right. That, and that puts it precedence over everything. So it is truly where there's a will, there's a way. I think dreaming or believing it at that point is just semantics. I think you have a thought and then you have execution. You can dream anything you want. You can get it. 
but it comes with the execution and the discipline that you possess within yourself. You see what I mean? So, dreaming, believing it, it's all the same it's thing. Yeah. Semantics. I do believe a strong to your question. To your question, do you think that exists? Yes, but I think a lot of people fall off with the execution part. Right. right. You ain't never read The Secret? What? You ain't never read, read The Secret? You live in the giver style apartments. <laughs> don't don't come at me about not reading a book. Though. We were talking about that a bit earlier. So. No, I haven't read that. Or you it's, like you ever heard about, it's like law of attraction manifesting your reality. I have a bunch of friends that are big into that, man. And I'm going to have someone... The, that's the topic that yeah. you're touching on there. Yeah. But, it exists, but... What's up? Oh. No, I'm just looking at the time. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, we can wrap it up, bro. We'll definitely have to do a part two. Yeah, I really... I really, I enjoy talking to you, dog. <laughs> Listen, I've been looking forward to this since I talked to you the first day at the gym about doing this. Because, like, uh, I know aside from what I say, um, I love you and respect you as a human being because I see what you do in your job and I see that you aren't just a cop that goes and gets a paycheck and that that means something to me. You're not a cop who's just going there being an asshole. You are actually trying to help individuals in situations. Like when you talk about, you know, and uh, there might be other cops that do this, but I don't see it. I don't talk to them. I don't really care to. Um, but, you know, the, the, the times when we talk, you know, the things that you, you do for the community, I, I respect the dog and I, and I hope you continue grinding and I hope people can take away from you as a police officer and other police officers can start following in, the, in, in your tracks because um, you're an example of what a, uh, a true good cop is. And I hope more people look at you um, and say, I want to be a cop like him. Thank you. Yeah, and that's my public services. I appreciate it. I don't know how long anyone person should be a public servant. It's it's a it's it's a gruesome job that it's you have to do. Draining. Yeah, I think twenty years you should be done. I think in fifteen years you should stop being a cop because of the shit that you have to see on a daily basis. You know, what I mean? scraping up kids kids' brains off the side of the road from a wreck. You know, suicides, homicides, overdoses. You know, those those are things that you see. You know. Weekly, monthly, weekly, sometimes daily, depending on the situations. And like, I mean, as you say that, you can imagine the mental images. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. So, yeah, I, I completely understand, and that's why I I respect cops, but at the same time, I think there needs to be, like I, like I've always said, there needs to be some kind of ground. But you're doing a job, you're doing a fantastic job as a man. I respect the fuck out of you, done. Appreciate it. Anything else? Not good. So wrap it up. Um, Derek Chauvin's going to jail. I should be able to smoke crack and everybody should own a tank. <laughs> Alright boys. Thank you guys for listening. I love each and every one of you. Um, have a good night. <laughs>